Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Ruth. I've been meaning to listen to Ruth. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Talk about it. Okay, I, I've always loved Trent Krim, but and I, I think it's fine that he's gay, but what I don't understand is like why he suddenly has a rainbow mug. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, why does he suddenly have a rainbow mug all the time? It's like, oh, he's gay. Here's a visual icon so that you remember. You know, that doesn't. <laughs> yes, in case you yeah, forgot that that's, he's gay. That's what really me. <laughs> I, usually for, I usually forget, like, unless I'm like, someone's holding a thing. <laughs> like, but yeah, and we're back uh, here to talk about. <laughs> No, like, we can't talk about this forever. <laughs> we should keep all that yeah. in. <laughs> and we're back here to talk about Mitski's. Uh, we're good. We're doing two in one of this episode. Like uh, this next ap- ap- album is Puberty Two um, and Puberty One, Phantom Menace. Like pretty good too. So um, let's talk about themes. Let's just get straight into it. Like, uh, what do y'all think of the themes of this one? Happiness is overrated and fleeting, <laughs> and. Does it really exist? I mean, mic drop (laughs) and and a podcast. It's bleak. (laughs) Yeah, I feel also like um, feeling alone in a relationship. Like several of these songs are kind of about like being in a secret relationship or being with someone and not really feeling like uh, acknowledged. Um, I feel like that's kind of a big one on this album. Yeah, I I like my themes I wrote down were... um, Young adulthood is puberty too, basically, um, as a love-starved, desperate artist. And then the three motifs that come up throughout the entire album is depression, capitalism, and coming. Like that's like those those are the three themes basically. And her desire, her what she wants is pinky promise kisses. She wants physical affection and that like promises future love and joy and happiness and consistency. But what she settles for is little deaths, little deaths as in loveless and transactional orgasms, short bursts of happiness that are followed by crushing hollowness or like little deaths as in little disappointments in her career, her relationships calcifying over time until she turns into stone. And the album is like the resignation, resignation of an of a happy life. But also like the curdled screams of like someone who's like doesn't want to lose access to her emotions. And if that's not bad enough, there's capitalism too. Like she has to ace the interview. She has to make a brand of herself and commodify herself. I, I it's it's I find this more bleak than the first record, but also more hopeful at the same time. So I don't know. I find it worse than the first album for sure. Uh, I think the theme of this album is. Uh, guess what? I just learned how to put text over art. Uh, <laughs> in case I, you edit out me saying that joke earlier, yeah, yeah. I need to say it a second yeah. time, just so that way we have uh, posterity on that one. Can I just jump on to what, what you're saying, Andrew? Because, yeah, I think if, if, if puberty is the process of your body kind of going through changes, then puberty, too, is like your your social presence going through changes. And in both instances, it can feel very uncomfortable, but in one instance, it's somewhat of a natural 
process that leads to something to a, a next stage in life. And the other one is an unnatural process that leads to trauma, abuse, unhappiness, uh, sadness, and confusion, and maybe a financial payoff. Uh, and in other words, like that, what capitalism is, right? And and for so many artists, like when they go through their 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 second puberty, they don't end up a mature version of themselves. They end up a much more kind of vulnerable being down and childlike version of themselves because then it's like they are ultimately relied, relying on the, the thing that creates that process to then support them, even though they know that thing is like the worst thing ever, you know? And so that's why this, this record is like, there's just, at the, my first listen, I actually liked it better. It was my favorite of the two that we reviewed today. And then the more I listened to it, the more I was like, man, like this is not a place where I want to be at all. Like sonically, lyrically, like nothing. I don't want to be here at all. So yeah. Yeah. Musically, she also goes through a puberty. And I think that's like for better or for worse. It sounds like for worse for a lot of people, which I I kind of tend to agree with. But I do like the fact that you can hear how much more she is herself musically in this like she didn't hold back with any weird shit that she wanted to do and like probably doesn't work for a majority of people but just the fact that she tried it but it's it sounds very different and very unique and you can tell that like she she didn't hold back which i yeah appreciate and she also like had more of a choice to because she was a bigger artist and she could make the choices that she wanted to make instead of being constrained by the way she can record and the way she can perform yeah i i I would agree with that you can also hear a lot more um I don't know. Some of this album is so beautiful. Like the high highs, I actually do like a little bit better. Uh, but the generally, I just hate some of the choices she's making on this album. Like musically, she's picking like there's a part where she, it's like she picks a theremin to redo the melody after a chorus. I forget what song it's on, but it's just like this is a ugly choice for this song like it just doesn't work for me i want to like i want to highlight like a production moment i love though that like is that weird choice that maybe it might be literally the song you're talking about but like i bet on losing dogs is like the when she starts the her vocals are so fucking beautiful it's like the dumbo song like the song in dumbo where it's just like this Baby, the elephant cradling baby, the baby mine. Yeah, baby mine and stuff like that. And then there's this weird brown note synth that comes in and like it, it's it's like it hugs her vocals like depression. And it's like almost like mocking that sweetness and like kindness and empathy. And then it transforms the song into like something of like self hate and self laceration. And it's I I just I think it's so exceptional like her composition abilities and stuff. Uh, that is the song I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, do I hate that synthesizer. This is incredible. Like we're we're we were all like on different <laughs> I mean, I'm on Michael's page because I I thought that song was like really blah. Like kinda like eh. What? Yeah. 
Unfortunately, my only note for that song is sad exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my second favorite song of the album, actually, because it comes right after your best American girl. And I just I like listening to those two together. They just have. It yeah. feels hmm. right that they go together. Your best American girl is a yeah, for sure. definite yeah. highlight. Agreed. Harvard, do you have any like, uh, themes uh, that you wanted uh, to point I out? I think I already said just the about being like alone, feeling alone in a relationship. So you see that in uh, Once More to See You, where she's saying, like, uh, you know, if you would give me pinky promise kisses, then uh, I wouldn't have to scream your name atop every roof in the city of my heart, which is like intense. Um, and then. Uh, she also kind of gets into that same feeling in a loving feeling where she says, you only love me when we're all alone. So, you know, it's clearly an overarching theme of this, uh, you know, collection of songs. Uh, yeah, let's go through highlights. Uh, yeah, let's, Emruda, let's do we, do we all agree that the best song is your best American girl? I think so. Yeah. On that page. It's it's one, one or two. (laughs) Yeah. Like like Andrew, as you said, as an Asian American person, yes, this song like kind of speaks to us in a way that's like, that we can't necessarily capture ourselves. And it feels like really wonderful to see her capturing it. Not only lyrically, but like as a song, it's a it's a good song, and as a video too. Yeah, have you seen? Have y'all seen the video? Like uh-uh. she she like makes out with her hand while there's like a white guy and a white girl making out, and she's like her hand is like a stand-in for being in that relationship, which she can't be in. The, I think this song is like. It is that it is like the Asian American experience of just like this weird resentment and longing to have what white people have. Like to be like a six three white man is to be born with shit that the work so hard for, you know, like and just like maybe that's unfair and maybe that's not the reality, but that's how it feels sometimes. And um, like you look at the white couple making out in the video and you're even I'm like, yep, that's what it is. That's makes sense. That's what totally works and stuff like that. Um, but then it's also like the the difference of culture, just like trying to like have two cultures mesh together. Like you're the sun, you've never seen the night, but you've heard it, song from the morning birds. Well, I'm not the moon. I'm not even a star, but awake I'll be singing to the birds. So it's like this weird game of telephone. Like I can try to explain what it's like to be me, but it's like just it doesn't translate. And uh, I just want to love you. I want to like kiss your fingers and like this tender expression of love. And then like there's this like confusion of just like desperation and acceptance of yourself, but also like resentment that you have to rely on yourself and accept yourself. Like I like myself and I love myself, but isn't it better to be in love with someone? Isn't it better? Why can't I have both? I'm tired of making out with my hand, basically. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really sad because, like, you can feel that it's, like, a relationship that she wants. And it's not like it's not like that person is actively making her feel bad. It's just, like, there's this gap between them that just, like, cannot be crossed ever. Love, love can't fix it. Like, just lo- the act of loving can't fix this difference. And I, I don't like, she's like, I don't care if my mother wouldn't approve of me. Like, I still love you. And then it turns into, well, I guess I love myself, you know, but 
I'm sad that I have to love myself. My my, my highlight on this album was when I paused it and played <laughs> back to <my> <laughs> <Zillion> instead. <laughs> let me say a real highlight actually because i do have one other highlight which is uh thursday girl lyrically it's kind of yeah it's a low light no that's a low light no it's not no it's not a highlight go ahead michael it's michael's turn (laughs) go ahead michael it's so it's so pretty it's one of the prettiest songs uh i love her singing on it uh i love the like organ sound to it it's uh oh, that's 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 good i like that okay that's the whole song basically because the lyrics are glory 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 to the night that shows me what i am as i go to the party on my knees saying take it oh please and tell me no tell me no tell me no somebody please tell me no tell me no tell me no repeat like basically that's it it's like mm-hmm. a worship song mm-hmm. like in its format too um i just think it's really pretty i wish all of her songs sounded as crisp and clean as this one does uh i think her voice is well suited to beautiful music and <laughs> yeah. wish she would commit to making beautiful music i a hundred percent agree i wrote that there's like a hint of madonna there like but but not not madonna in like oh, yes. like life is a mystery. yes you know like like the kind of like the yes, kind of the right. gospelish madonna there, there's a little bit of that on that track, and I just, I just feel like again, like, like when she's able to be, to have space to be vulnerable is when she just, she sounds great. Like she is an amazing singer, like an amazing singer, and this track gives her space to just be that, just be an amazing singer. And for that reason, like, and, and on an album where it's just so like uh, such a drag to listen to in many ways because it's so sad, and and the lyrics are really kind of. Uh, hinting and pointing at that sadness and that frustration with love that this is just like great to be able to breathe beautiful lyrics and beautiful beautiful sounds on a track agreed agreed this is 100 percent how i feel Sidley yeah. and i have never yeah, been more in sync we're gonna start today. a new podcast to be like a versus podcast it's gonna be andrew and harper versus michael and Sidley, and and then and marina you could be our guest judge and, and you can decide who wins yeah yeah right? <laughs> You'll be I'm like down. Joel McHale on RuPaul or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better walk that fucking duck. <laughs> cool. Yeah, thir- Thursday Black. Girl is is kind of mid for me. It's not a low light, but it's not a highlight. But I do, I do like the opening glory, 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 and I just I feel like it could be in Lord of the Rings. Yes, like when Galadriel yeah, comes out, I just Lord want that part. Yes. Playing. it's the same like <laughs> it's the same like sentiment <laughs> of. Like first love, late spring. <laughs> wow, that's really good. <laughs> is the next episode? Let it finish. Let it finish. That's the photo. Oh, oh, a Mitski is never late. <laughs> she arrives precisely when she intends late to. Late spring. Whatever. Okay, hey, so hey, like... Mitski, you shall not pass. <laughs> okay, so um. Like my highlight, <laughs> uh, my highlight is I bet on losing dogs. Um, for the reason that I said, like the production thing, just like is so cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's like obviously it's so deeply felt and beautiful. Um, but it's also a really powerful critique on capitalism, like the idea of dog racing and dog fighting is 
a testament to human cruelty or just like we have to like we can't just subjugate people we have to subjugate animals and like for our entertainment and for profit and stuff like that and like have you ever seen like a depressed dog have you ever seen like a dog that doesn't understand why it's sad (laughs) and shit like this is what she's like empathizing with and sympathizing with just like yes they're losers they're losing dogs but they don't know why like they're put in a cruel abusive system and it's like her she takes on the job of like the mothering figure even though it hurts her so much i'm sure andrew your very in-depth analysis of it is also correct the thing i get out of it is uh keep picking losers and that's just how life is yeah and that's what i get out of it and i'm like yes I get this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, man, it's it's tough. <laughs> it's tough out there. <laughs> Works on multiple layers. So, mm-hmm. and that's like again, that's like the beauty of it. I, and I see why she gets frustrated by being labeled the sad girl. I'm just like, it's more than just sad. It's sad and you know, beaten down and like hopeful, but also nurturing and also all angry and manic and all that shit. And to to diminish it to sad girl is like really insulting, almost misogynistic a little bit. Like I, not you guys, but like just like the world, like just like labeling like as that. Like I think like she's like a true artist. Like she's like genuinely just like I yes, I could sing beautifully. I could give you I could write Madonna songs, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to make my guitar screech and stuff like that. And if it doesn't reach you, then that's my you know, I don't give a shit, you know, like I think it's I think it's so brave and so like refreshing. Yeah, you know, it's too. funny when you when you're you're saying this and I'm like, oh fuck, like I, I fucked up listening to this and trying to simplify her humanity by kind of saying like, Oh, you're just being sad all the time. But you're right, like she's just going through what life is presenting her and expressing it in the ways that she wants to express it. And like fuck me if I don't really vibe to it. You know, like I mean, we lost Tina Turner and Tina Turner, like what made her so memorable is that she also said, like, fuck it. I'm going to pick a lane that works for me uh, in my 40s. And no one could say nothing to me about it because I'm fucking good at it, you know. So so again, like in saying in saying that, like and uh, for me, the the one or one of the highlights uh, on the album was uh, my body is made of crushed little stars. I, I love the hook on this. I think it's my favorite hook of the two albums. It's such a catchy hook. Like kill me in Jerusalem. Like it's just really catchy. And while I didn't really understand it necessarily, I just found myself just constantly singing it. And I think like, that's also the job of art is to make people who don't understand you still want to resonate and repeat what you have to say. So that was a highlight for me. Yeah, I love that song. It's very much about like the absurdity of life. You know, it's like, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. Uh, I better ace that interview, all that stuff. That's like not really important, but that's kind of constantly, you know, uh, impressed upon us. Yeah. Yeah. That song stresses me out so much, (laughs) but that's that's the kind of the brilliance Mm -hmm. of it. Like the lyrics are like about being stressed out, but that doesn't like mean anything if someone doesn't experience that along with you which she really makes you go through that with her it forces you to look at it and it's like not an easy thing to look at and like it's um i don't know like it's just like 
again, like I get like bummed out by people being dismissive because it's just like your empathy receptors don't go off. Like you're not like, like, you know, like it's, I don't know. She's stating it so plainly to me and stuff. So oh, I have one um, last highlight. If we, yeah, okay. Um, I really like Crack Baby. I, mm-hmm. um, it's another one where one of my notes was just sad exclamation point. But the, um, I, I feel like that musically, this is the one that's really resonated with me the most. I love how like that like slinky sound to it. I, it's hard to uh, slinky is like the only way to describe it. I think, but it, um. It's it's slow. Hey, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so, like it's slow. It stretches. You know, it's like yeah, it's it's stretched. And um, but I, I love also like it is sad, but it's about it's sad about something really specific about this kind of like um, uh, you know, it's uh, you know that you don't know what you want. You know that you had it once, and you know that you need it bad. You know, so like. Not really, like, maybe you've never been happy in your whole life, but you know that you should be. Um, you know, it's it's yeah. very specific. Um, and I really like that. I just think it's a great song. When I saw the name of the song, I was like, what is this? A song about the copper-toned sunscreen advertisement? Or what's going on here? You know, the baby who has the diaper and you see the crack. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Edit that one. <laughs> Edit some laughs. Yeah, where, where's, where's the laugh track for that one? Sorry, sorry Michael. I, I Harper, I agree with you. I, I, don't, on. I don't. I haven't seen that commercial. So I was like, I didn't know like what you're talking about. Okay, you've seen the bottle with the baby and the the dog pulling the diaper. Oh yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. yeah. Okay. Okay. So like, it, this is another song that's like an indictment of capitalism too. Like because um like it's the crack epidemic is like one of the biggest failures of American society. It's like just like the apathy and the systemic design that created this. And then um, and then like the insidiousness of like babies being born with like crack addictions and stuff like that. And they don't even know why. And and then it becomes a joke. Like kids at my school would like make jokes about crack babies. It would be a punchline. And it's not funny at all. And it's just like so she's like playing with all these things at the same time. And then. The way she poetically expresses it as like wild horses running through your hollow bones is just like, man, I feel so broken. I feel I don't know what's wrong, like even and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I, I get the appeal of Mitski, like because she <laughs> she she, she kind of reminds me of Tupac in that like Pac was such a cultural icon. But if you really listen to yeah. Tupac's music, like he's not as good as like Biggie, like for example. Like I, I know this might be a hot take, but like sure. Biggie's yeah. a better rapper, and I think they're a better, um, uh, I guess, artists or musicians than Mitski. But I think Mitski does amazing social commentary through her music. That it's like I much rather listen to a TED talk of hers. Like I would love to, I love to have a conversation <laughs> with her. Then necessarily, She's a fun yeah, yeah, you know, too. like like I rather have digester that way. It seems like when we're when we're talking about it now versus you know necessarily having the guitar riffs that aren't as present in this record, but 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 you know like 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 the the choices she makes musically, I, I I think I think she has a lot to say, and she's she is a voice for a generation that's going through it. She reminds me of Tupac too, in that I want to see a hologram <laughs> of her really bad. <laughs> 
<laughs> now that's funny. Uh, yeah, low keep lights. that Let's in. Go keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let's go through low lights. Um, Michael's crackbaby joke. Yeah, Ma- Michael's crackbaby joke was a low light. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was just, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, low light for sure. Happy. Oh my god! What is this choice to have this? The drum machine. It I, feels like Jesus. It, it feels like the first song in Jesus. I Yeezus. like the drum machine. Also, I, I, I love Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I like it. No a positive review on our show. <laughs> no, no longer. Okay, that's that, fair, delete that's fair. that episode. <laughs> no, I. There's something about Happy. Like I just fully do not connect to that song at all. But I really love saxophone in a song, so that part got me. It, it brought me back. But I. Yeah, I there, I don't know what it, what's going on with that song, but I feel nothing listening to that song until the saxophone. I she doesn't feel anything. She's unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, no, I get that, and I read the lyrics. I I know what's going on, but I just I, I, that that one. I don't know why I have such a disconnect with that song. I agree with the saxophone though, like that. Just like it's it was such an unexpected choice, and it was like, oh, I like this, and then none of the Fire. rest of the song. I like the stuttering, like. The stuttering, like, saxophone in the second chorus, like, it kind of, like, um, just, like, that production trick. And, like, the filter makes it sound like she's talking to a fan. Like, she's, like, talking through, like, the fan, like you do as a kid. All of these are such what? bad choices. Every <laughs> single one. I, the only time legally a saxophone should be used is at the beginning of Run Away With Me by Carly wow. Jepsen. Okay. There are many more Michael, songs. I'm going to send you a playlist <laughs> I have of songs that use saxophone well. I, no, I actually love I love saxophone and songs. Uh, Mr. Saxobeat, good song. Um, yeah, it's just like, um, I, I like this tied with like the last song, Happy, because she goes through a real journey with this one. It's just like the... I sighed and mumbled again at the clean. Like the the idea of just like this um, happiness is as fleeting as an orgasm. Happiness is like this, at least her perception of ha- what happiness should be. Like maybe it's not what it, literally what it is, but like the, it's not happiness as in contentment, as in like maintenance and cleaning your life and like having a baseline, like, you know, feeling all your emotions. It's just like the up here feeling. Um, that she's talking about and that's fleeting and that's meaningless to chase after um and then tied into burning hill where it's like she realizes she's been self-destructive that she goes from again at the clean in the song happy where she's like bummed out that she has a clean to i guess i'll just like keep cleaning my life you know like and i'll find the joy in little things and the difference between this and even last song of last words of a shooting star is just like her level of acceptance. Um, It is depressing that it's not this romantic thing anymore, but it's just like, it leaves room for like sustainable happiness. The floor rises and softens. And when you fall, it's not as bad. So yeah, I, I, this is the song where I feel like there's some progress of just like, okay, she's like doing okay until the next album when she becomes like a superstar and this completely goes out the window. So no, sorry. I just, I was going to say, um, I think maybe my issue with, um, more so with puberty too, but also a little bit with bury me at makeout Creek is the order of the songs. I think, you know, when you're listening to an album from start to finish several times, the order of the songs is important. And I think like puberty two should not have started with happy. I just don't think that's a, like it is a very strong way to start right with the drum machine. So it's 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 strong and I get that as an opening, but I just think like the order of the songs on this album like and then having Dan the Dancer second, which is a low light for me, you know what I mean? Having a song that also just really does that 
that doesn't work for me. Having those two at the beginning started me in a kind of bad place for the rest of the album where um, I think like, you know, the third and fourth songs on the album, I enjoyed a lot more than the first and second songs, you know, because like what once more to see you has that like Julie Cruz Twin Peaks vibe that I enjoyed, um, you know, fireworks is like. Uh, about atrophying after trauma which is you know strong and i also like that you know there are good songs on this album i just think they're not in the right order yeah for me for me like dan the dancer is probably the worst again high school garage i feel like and i feel because of dan the dancer and like you said harper listening to this album as an album as an entire project i love happy like like happy i think is i mean it's my bag like it's it's why i like like random sounds a saxophone that that drum that just is it's a sound that's that's almost uncomfortable but so like tantalizing and then like dan the dancer happens you're kind of like blah so i i think like there there is an order issue or maybe there are too many tracks like i would remove dan the dancer i would remove fireworks if you take off those two songs i think you have one heck of an album that actually flows pretty well um, but but those two songs at the beginning puts you in such a distant space that although there are some really, really high highs, like you said, by the time you get to the middle of the album, you're already kind of like, I don't know, out of sync with Mitski there. So so you're right. Like if they rearrange or maybe remove some of the tracks, there could be something special there. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should yeah. just throw away Down the Dancer. I don't like it. It's like I, I hate, don't hate I that hate, song. I, I agree. Hate it. I yes. hate it with Why? a passion. I hate listening yes. to it. Like if the music-wise, the guitar bedroom dance to is <laughs> so repetitive. The subject matter, like I don't, I don't get. Where the metaphor is very yeah. confusing. That's like it's, it's a really from, confusing. I don't metaphor. know why she's it's about a guy who's a virgin, right? But also he's depressed. Yeah, and he's but also just he's hanging off a in cliff. his room masturbating all the time. I'm like, why is this here? Mm-hmm. What are we trying mm-hmm. to say? What is she? What is she as an artist like? Get out of this song. I don't get it. I don't like it. Throw it away. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I just like I, I like the uncomfortability with that song. Just like how kind of disturbing it is a little bit of just like she he liked her more than life itself. But just like that's the real meaning of that song. It's like all the other stuff is like I don't really connect with that much. But yeah. All right. So let's go through final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll rate this out of 10 with fun metric at the end. We'll say things about it and it's good or bad and such. Okay. I'll go first. Uh, I... Did not like this album very much. It flows through my mind like water in a sieve, except for the parts that I don't like, which stay in my mind, and I don't like that they stay in my mind. For example, the drum machine that's way too loud and happy. And uh, I think that just starts it off poorly. Uh, like Harper was saying, the first two songs are not very good. It does, I, I feel, peak in the middle with Your Best American Girl through My Body's Made of Crushable Stars. Uh, even through to Thursday Girl, which, again, I like. But um, then the last three songs are kind of a snooze to me as well. Uh, I would much rather listen to uh, Bury Me at Makeout Creek. Bounce by Iggy's. Yeah. What? I was being for real right now. Yeah, I would much rather listen to Bounce by Gazilia. I'm going to give this album four Raptor Pastor Motorbike Fasters out of ten. Well, this is a sad moment for me. It's such a it's such a plot twist of an of an episode because Michael and I were, you know, step in step, hand in hand, just you know, 
two peas, you know, hanging out in a pod. But now it's like we're just two separate friends. It went, it, it went, it went downhill after his crack baby joke. He's like, he's like, yeah. Stedley's like, yeah, I can't endorse this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was strike one and two, and then strike three was you dissing the drums unhappy. I'm like, well, I'm I'm unhappy right now. Okay, let. For the rest of your rating, I'm gonna do the drum machine. Because of your drum machine. Yeah. I know. I'm still so bad. I know. I now love I now love this album so much. Because it's it's a really interesting take on on sadness. And I think like as we discussed this, like, you know, she's just like, I don't give a fuck what you think, Frodo. I'm going to go on this adventure with or without you. And I'm now on board. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it nine drum machines at a Whoa. time. Wow. Okay. Eight, 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 eight drum machines. Eight. Uh, eight. I liked it, uh, but not that much. So I'm going to give it a seven out of 10 uh, crack babies. This <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> just, just <laughs> The visual of giving seven All right, I'll crack give it. babies and leaving three behind. Seven out of ten crushed little stars. Perfect. Yeah. Um, this was not the best American girl, unfortunately. But I will give it six American girls out of ten. I I don't disagree with like the like the peaks and valleys of where they are and stuff like that. I don't actually disagree with like, Oh, I like this song less. I think like it starts kind of slower and then peaks really nicely and then kind of tapers off at the end. I don't disagree with that, but the highs, first of all, the highs are so transcendently high. Like some of like the best music ever written and like just as writing is some of the best ever, like incredible. And then just like the, the this like you're right like stanley just like this take on depression like this this interpretation of depression yeah it's it's so powerful it's so like um uh unique and singular yeah there's so many iggy azaleas there's so many of them like you don't need to like and like iggy azalea is like not even the best iggy azalea like out there you know but there's so many phoebe bridgers also is the issue i think like mitski like mitski like is before phoebe first of all like there's an element of that i i know but i'm just saying the the genre of woman she is not sure uh in a unique lane sure sure yeah but but that lane that lane requires you to be as I don't want to say authentic, but require you you to take risks that will perhaps not suit everyone, but fuck it. Whereas Iggy's only risk was, um, uh, how do I say this? Appropriating culture. Appropriation. <laughs> Which ended up being a financially you know, profitable risk for her to take. And her some of her songs are phenomenal. But we but we don't need another yeah. Iggy Azalea. We do need no. more Miskies, right? Like that's it. No, we don't need we more do. Miskies. We do because every single every single person that has an identity needs someone that they can connect to. Not everyone's gonna connect to the same type of person. Whereas anyone can listen to bounce and be like, yo, this shit's fire. Now let's you know yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, right. 
That's true. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> like the last for that. segment of that sentence. <laughs> I, <agree. laughs> I didn't hear anything. I blacked out for everything else you said. And then I heard that last little bit. Agree. <laughs> there needs to be more representation. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why represent when you can listen to bounce by Kizilia? So yeah, I, I like, if I had a dollar, I would have $1 million for how much I've said bounce this episode. <laughs> First of all, no, you wouldn't have a million dollars. <laughs> you probably have like twelve. But like, um, yeah, like I, I think she's so unique and singular. And like, I think listening to these two albums, she has rocketed to top five artists of all time for me. Like, just top five. Um, yeah, I just love her so much. And like, it's like also just like it's it allows me to be obsessive about her. Dis- like I feel as obsessive about her discography as I do some like art- other artists. I love, I love like Kendrick and like, um, uh, just like, uh, you know, Kanye and all these folks. Like I feel as, like as obsessive as I did. And like, there's so much turning to do. And like, there's so much that it's like a diamond that you put in new lights and stuff like that. You get something new out of it. And I've been listening to this for like, these songs for like three, four years and I knew of them, but just this, the resonance is so incredible and unique. So I'm going to give this, um, 10 white button down shirts. Uh, Andrew, I do want to say one thing then if Mitski helps push Kanye West down that list for you, I'm so happy. There should be more Mitski. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's it's up there. So yeah, let's, uh, get through, um, so, Amrita, thank you so much for showing up and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we had such a lovely time with you. Um, anything you'd like to plug? And if you're in L.A., you can follow my improv team at Lemon Garage Improv to find out when we're doing shows. Um, you can follow me at Amrita Yell um, for whenever I do stand-up, which is not a lot, but you know, it's happening. And you know, watch out for my TV show in five to ten years. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I love that plug. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess like keep an eye on television. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do that sometimes. Yeah. On Max and <laughs> recently rebranded Cock. <laughs> they dropped the Peacock, yeah. the, the peacock uh twitter so i'm gonna repeat it Zon. <laughs> okay uh so <laughs> uh just video they dropped the amazon prime yeah um so video <laughs> oh, okay so yeah you can follow stanley at snap a Sten. you can follow harper at harping about on all platforms michael at lemon taco on all platforms me and Andrew Ambrose Lee, the show at IBMTLTT on uh, TikTok and, and Instagram and Facebook and such. And uh, let's uh, conclude this episode with the Iggy Azalea freestyle that she wants to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Tie amongst, tie amongst. <laughs> Have a good day. Click. Tie amongst, tie amongst. Finish line with fire marks. When the relay starts to move on the way train Master, she know the pants got spit like a pet director Bench her deal like go like that, she'll fast and motorbike faster He ain't gotta get a bitch, pass her a rapture White bitch go back and blow like a wind Pass your rooftop in the wind When I win, when I win, I win, no win I win a leg up like she got hoes on call Got hoes on call to come through, take a protocol Just damage it, that's my protocol This many a try